Hey there, fellow watchers. It's that time of the week again. Born to watch. I am Whitey, son of Paul. And with me is Damo, son of Terry. And a very special guest, Jeff, of the moist and warm state of the Florida, USA. Together in this episode, our fellowship will be talking about Middle Earth and the middle child of the trilogy, The Two Towers. Damo, you're our resident Lord of the Rings wizard. How are you? I'm good. Uh, this is actually, uh, it was exciting to see uh, that we're going to be doing The Two Towers and I didn't even watch it because really, I know it. Yeah. I've watched every other show that we've done, but this one I went, yeah, I don't need to watch it. Okay. Okay. Well, that's, that's, that's yeah. a bit scary. Yeah, and, and we've got a, a, a very special guest with us today. Uh, a gentleman that I've known for just on 12 months and have been a guest on many of his uh, streams and, and episodes and podcasts and YouTubes, uh, all the way from Florida in the US of A, uh, a very special guest, Jeffrey, aka a True Knowledge from MCU's Bleeding Edge. Welcome, mate. That's right, baby. Uh, if you're going to bleed with Wallace, you might as well fucking bleed with me. <laughs> Mate, uh, you good there? It's it's yesterday for you. We're, we're in the future, so are you good? Yeah, man. I mean, come on. I fuck with the time cap, time board on like an every other day basis, right? That surfs through time and whatnot, bangs Angela Bassett, comes back down. You know, got President John Claude Van Damme hanging out with him, right? Like, so I'm good. <laughs> mate, why don't you... Uh, Absolutely, mate. Why don't you tell us a little bit about MCU's Bleeding Edge and what you get up to on a weekly basis? Oh, I mean, well, I mean, I'm redo I'm giving our fa a website a face a facelift right now. Uh, I, I, I I'll send you a screenshot where it literally says in our about us. It says like what I'm using the template as like an inside joke. It says like you know uh, what's our vision? Our vision, it, it, white vision's penis. Find a white vision's penis <laughs> is our vision no. for the longest time, right from the MCU. Uh, and uh, I found it behind my laptop that one time, that one night without time cap. Uh, you, you you saw the clip, uh, mate. I have seen it. I have seen it. It's so quite know, frightening. It's verified. And then I got a picture of White Vision, right on the website, right, and then it shows him like him as a customer I, as as I'm using the template, and he says flat out like, uh, "You got it right here. I'll I'll send you a picture of it so you can pull it up." He, he, uh, I don't really have it, but he's like, uh, "It was finding White Vision's penis for a very long time." Right. discovered it behind his laptop with Andre's pop culture guy one night they were the edge report. We we're in the lab working on a new vision. Soon to be determined. And right underneath that we have White Vision's own words. The MCBD edge has made me whole and for that I'm forever grateful. White Vision. <laughs> there you go. That encompasses the MCU bleeding edge and everything right there. Yeah, uh, pretty much essentially it does. You get a nice snapshot as to what the MCU's bleeding edge is exactly like. Yeah, whatever form yeah. you find us in, that's is pretty much with women on and everything, believe it or not, somehow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Thank you, mate. All right. So we've already covered the first uh, chapter of Lord of the Rings Fellowship. We dove into that uh, last year. So now we're going to uh, move into the middle chapter. Now, obviously, the Fellowship's been split. Our heroes are in three separate stories. Uh, two out of the three stories are pretty good. I think one's a little a little boring, but overall. Uh, it's a it's a pretty good movie, and we'll get, and we'll rip into it. Obviously, released in two thousand and two, twenty two years old. So we'll start with Jeff. What's your overs and I've set the overs and unders here at eleven times, having seen this movie. 
Tell us how many times you've seen the two towers and give us a story about what you remember seeing it for the first time. Uh, do you count um, times when you've watched it as like a background? Sit, definitely, definitely. So oh. you could have it on in the background. That counts. Or if you've watched 35 minutes or 40 minutes of it, that counts. I'd say probably 15 plus. I'm in the 15 plus to 20 plus territory range. Uh, yeah. Just because with my kids being, you know, being as old as they are compared to like your kids, for instance, right? Um, you know, uh, like, um, or kid, I'm sorry. Uh, either way, um, you know, at that point, well, like my daughter, for instance, she used to watch the Lord of the Rings when she was like a little kid, right? On VHS cassette tape or whatever, whatnot, back in the day still. Yeah. Um, that's how old I am, believe it or not. So, um, you know, uh, yeah, probably easily 20, 20 plus times. And uh, today was the first time I saw it um in shoot at least probably a good i'd say 15 years uh right. 14, 13 14 years uh so it was really enjoyable um i mean i like i mean i you know i i wrote down notes and whatnot throughout just because i i guess um it's hard for me to really connect with the first time i ever saw it because i was so young i mean that would have been the movie came out what 2022 2000 yeah it's 20 or 2002 it's 22 years old yeah i didn't see it in the theater the first right i saw it in the theater afterwards um remember i told you about um, like yeah. in, on, on the meetup group like uh deal or whatnot like where i went with other people whatnot that's like, right yeah deal, i went and saw the movie in the theater after like after like age 40. But i never saw it like uh back in you know age you know 18 or you know uh no that would have been when I was like 19, I didn't see it in the theater. I saw it like, you know, on the TV and yeah. um, it was just gripping, man. I mean, honestly, it's, it's the best movie out of the three movies. Uh, right. The battle of Helm's deep alone is like um, fucking uh, dude. Come on now. What are you kidding me? I'm <laughs> bad. You could possibly want like from that time period or whatever. Right. It, it's so well shot. Uh, the whole yeah. battle, right. Um, everything, all the, all, all the scenes are so well shot. Uh Peter Jackson just killed it, man. With a sequel, like he fucking killed it, and yeah, um, it, it will it will stand up and hold its own with any motherfucker on any given day, no matter how old you are. What doesn't make any difference, especially if you've read the books. Now, the books I've read probably, I read the Lord of the Rings probably when I was uh a, a, like eleven or twelve years old, um, and it's it it defined my reading habits for life, right? Like off of it. And, uh, you know, like I bought it for both my kids, you yeah. know, what I'm saying? Like, you know, as like starter books, right off the hop with the Hobbit. Um, yeah. It's funny you mentioned that because I bought Lord of the Rings for my son and it has never been read. You can see it is in sparkling condition. Well, Not I, a page has been turned. I want to thank, uh, Mrs. Jackson, um, from eighth grade that got me to read the Hobbit in school or like inspire me to read the Lord of the Rings. Cause if not for her, I probably never would have read it. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, Damo, what about you? I was an under eleven. Well, um, as you know, I've I've read it eleven times. Yeah. Um, I would have seen this movie. It's it's starting to get up there. I reckon it's around eight or nine now. Wow, I reckon. that's huge for you. It is. Yeah. yeah. I could have got a next one if I if I did some prep and watch it. I went. I think I watched it after we did um, the fellowship last time. Okay. Then, yeah, then I went and watched the next one. So yeah. in the last. 
you know, four or five months or six months, whenever that was. That was the last time I did watch it. But uh, yeah, I knew it. I knew it pretty well. You would have seen this on Boxing Day. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. I and I was in Queensland visiting visiting the in-laws because we were in Sydney that, at that stage, and we were supposed to go to like Jody's dad's house for a barbie, and I was like. Boxing Day Barbie, I went, yeah, I've got to go to see Lord of the Rings first. Yeah. Um, and actually a few of them all came with me, like the 10 o'clock in the morning yes. session. But, yeah, had to see it. Just uh, got to the Barbie, um, yeah, a little bit later. Yeah. Well, that was the same as me. Like, I, I think I'd be somewhere around that, uh, between sort of 12 to 15 times, having watched this. And that's a mix between the theatrical and the extended. Um, yeah. Well, and, and well, I will add, too, uh, the, the score, the Howard Shaw score. I listen to probably every week at least. Yeah, the Lord of the, the music in Lord of the Rings is is next level. It's a benchmark. It really is yep. so good. Yeah. Uh, and we've actually we're going to talk about we could have talked about the importance of score in the movies, but today we're going to talk about the importance of locations in film score. Oh yeah. Oh god. Which, uh, which is which is which can set a movie apart. It really can. Uh, Look, I saw this like you, Damo, on Boxing Day, uh, ten AM session. the 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 first one I, I I did see, but I'm not sure I saw that on Boxing Day. But this one, after seeing that one, was definitely first session, first day, yeah. uh, out on Boxing Day, which was amazing. The fate of the world will soon be decided. The dominion of evil grows even stronger. There is a union now between the two towers. Barador, fortress of the Dark Lord Sauron, and Orthanc, stronghold of the wizard Saruman. The peril of the Ringbearer deepens. An unseen danger draws closer. For there is another who hunts the ring. The Two Towers follows the continuing quest of Frodo and the Fellowship to destroy the One Ring. Frodo and Sam discover they are being followed by the mysterious Gollum. Aragorn, Legolas and Gimli encounter the besieged Rohan Kingdom, whose once great King Theoden has fallen under Saruman's deadly spell. Now, that essentially tells us all about it. Thank God they left out the tree beard part because I couldn't accept that, uh, you know, Merry and Pippin are walking around in a fucking tree for three hours. It's an ant. Whatever. It's a tree. Yeah, he's not a tree. He makes that quite clear. He's an ant. He's a fucking tree, mate. (laughs) I kept imagining them as weed plants. 
<laughs> right. Uh, he's the king of them then. Yeah, he is the king. He is the king. He doesn't he, he? He must smoke what he's got. Must smoke what he's growing because he falls asleep in the middle of fucking slow. conversations. And talk to it and smoke it too. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Critical thinking. Uh, IMDb rates this movie eight point eight out of ten, and it's number thirteen in the IMDb top two fifty. Uh, That's high. Yep. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes certified fresh 95% on both the tomato meter and the audience score. Not that anyone knows what that means. We've got a couple uh, reviews here. Finding a bad review was difficult, but I'll start with a good one. David Anson of Newsweek. What's remarkable is how immediately after a full year, the Two Towers seizes your attention and how urgently it holds you through three seamless action-packed hours. Uh, straight into it. Straight. They, they, Mate, I've got Gandalf I've, opening. I've got straight that in good. It. There's no fucking straight around. Straight into it. Yep. There's no fucking around. A bad review. Sarah Sands from the Daily Telegraph UK. Lord of the Rings: The Two Towers is like being trapped in a nerd's bedroom. <laughs> I think that's rough. I think, I think, that's, I think it. that's it. It depends on the nerd. I mean, if you if you get trapped in my bedroom as a nerd, right? Like, it's a good place for you, honey. Right, maybe you <laughs> yeah, yeah. something because you know what I'm saying. Like, I'll oh, tell you, yeah. right now, you want to be trapped with my ass? Yeah, <laughs> I might, uh, yeah, it, that's, but I'll switch open too. You feel <laughs> me? Well, maybe Jeff, if she if she plays the cards right, mate, she might just come knocking at your door. That's what I'm saying. I'll two towers that ass and drop a third one too. <laughs> <laughs> two towers. Are, oh my goodness. god. Okay. Ordinary people. So I thought this one, because we did all the heavy lifting in the first movie where we yeah, talked about yeah. the, the cast and stuff, but we might go through half a dozen of the, the cast and maybe just talk about their characters' adventure and arc during nah, this movie. Just yep. one. You only need one. Uh, okay. Greta Otto. That's it. Oh, really? You're like she's, her? She's the, she's, the, she's, the glue, she's the glue of the movie. Oh, that's an interesting... Um, Way to look at it, maybe. Well, she she she's very good. She's, she's, she's she comes huge, up in. She's yeah. a huge part of it. Yeah. She, yeah, she's a huge part of it. Plays an even bigger part in the third one, really. Oh, definitely. Yeah. We'll start with we'll start at the top. We'll start with with Frodo. Now, <laughs> it's funny. Sam and Frodo aren't really the focus in this film. I thought they're not in it for a great deal. Yeah. The focus is more on Rohan and on oh, that, the, on the, the three. That's more of a big issue. That, like macro wars, big, yeah, big yeah. So scale. look, Frodo is is as annoying as he was in the first one. He's still got his beautiful skin. It's beautiful skin. But his nails don't match his skin, mate. I, okay, so he 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 doesn't just eat laminous bread. He eats fingernails. <laughs> he's chewing those nails down all the way they're to the almost down they're nearly gone i know so he spends all his money on his facial creams he's elizabeth arden he's got beautiful eyes yeah. too and he's not and his eyes are crystal clear beautiful yeah. eyes but shit shit fingers and nails he's got that, yeah. he's got that talk to me on snapchat as a dude vibe going <laughs> <laughs> he does oh, yeah. oh, he does oh, Elijah. well he was he was probably about he was, I think we said he was 18 or 19 when he filmed this, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's young. He's a young man. Oh, yeah. They, they stuck him in the eternal sunshine of a spotless mind and he just, like, threw him in there. They threw him in there off this, right? Like, and yeah. uh, it's a great movie, man. 
but like yeah. his character is freaking like whack. Like he's like yeah. all like he's like stealing underwear from Kate Winslet and shit, everything and whatnot <laughs> in the movie, all this shit. Like I'm like what? And he's young though. He's he, like even he, when he was thirty, he still looked like a boy. He he would have done. Dan Dan would have said here that he would have done very 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 well with the uh, t- the head tappers. You just tap the girls in in New Zealand on the top of the head and their undies fall off. Right. So I think Elijah oh, would have done very well yeah. with the head tappers in New Zealand. Yep. Uh, okay. So then last last movie, Sam was our MVP. What did, did we say for, for number, um, number yeah, one? For fellowship, we gave we gave Sam, Sam a star yep, of the show. Yep. Uh, and and obviously it was a it was a dead heat with Peter Jackson. Yep. But again, Sam is just he's proving his worth. Oh mate, he is he and yeah. in, in hindsight, like if you in hindsight, he's every decision he makes and everything he does is right. Definitely. Every single decision. And That's it never stops. That's really tough for you. I, I, I like you guys do that, but like uh, to 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 mix in uh, Jackson with uh, an actor or actress, right? Uh, in the yep. film, right? Usually we don't go in that arena on the bleeding edge. You know that, Matthew. Yeah. Uh, so th- that's a lot, like because uh, it's just it's such a great film, uh, right? You almost want to carve out another path if possible. You all understand? You know what I'm for saying? Sure. Like, you know, for sure. For you know, for there to be a window to be able to give out two awards if you can for the movie. Definitely. Right? Yeah. One. Um, because mm, yeah. like, the, the the score is so good, uh, yeah. the, the the cinematography with the, the where location, they shot, where they shot yeah. the location, right? I mean, the casting, right? Yeah. Uh, the costume design. I mean, yep. I, I don't even know what kind. Of, I'm sure we're going to talk about probably down down the road here the nominations. Uh, you know, that the, this got. I'm sure there were a lot of them. Oh, and deserved. Yeah, absolutely. So then, look, we can probably we can we can roll the three Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli into one. Because they spend the bulk of their time together, and that's the core of the story, yeah. and that's building that relationship with Rohan, um, and they're on the hunt for Merry and Pippin, uh, and I think that they're the focus for this film. Those three. I, well, I think, that, and you can even break that down into that the the development of that relationship between Gimli and Legolas is a huge part yes, of it. Yes. Yes. Um, but, but but with Aragorn too. Um, I've said before that, you know, when we did the Robert Pattinson, the Batman. Yes. And that I said, look, I still think Detective Somerset is the greatest detective. Without a doubt. Aragorn is the greatest detective. <laughs> Fair income. He can just stick his ear to the ground. He just looks at the ground. He yeah. can work it. Well, a hobbit laid here and then yeah. he's fine. And he walked here. And he's, hey, this guy, Aragorn, greatest detective in all film. Yeah. I'm Shit. calling it. That's, that's on his resume. Yeah. Somerset Aragorn. Aragorn Somerset. Yeah. His surname's Somerset. Detective Somerset Aragorn. It's Aragorn Detective, Somerset. Um, yeah, Aragorn Somerset. Yeah. yeah, it's not Aragorn, son of Arathorn. It's Aragorn Somerset. Man, he is a detective. Did you notice that, Jeff? Uh, you know, I think that uh, he, um, for some reason, this didn't like denigrate or, or lower his castability all coming off this, but he never really was able to retain the heights of, of the, the character he portrayed in the trilogy again. Um, and um, I just wonder now, like if what he should, what he should have been paid in nowadays money, right. For the, what the fuck he did. For, so you're saying, so Vigo's career afterwards, it just piled to in comparison. Yeah, to what he, did. I mean, he really never, I mean, you know, he's never been able to really, I mean, don't get me wrong. He still has time. It's not like he doesn't, you know what I'm saying? It's, I just, I, it, for whatever reason, I mean, we. I don't want to get too far into this because there's a lot of different actors and actresses to get into, but um, 
I mean, you you tell me. I don't I don't remember there ever being a, a anything he's been in since the the trilogy that have hit like it, this. It, I guess it's a it's a very high watermark to continue to hit, right? So I think that he's done some great movies, like he did Eastern Promises is one of the greatest movies you'll see, uh, where he's the Russian mobster. Uh, set in London, and that is a cracking film. I guess he played such a poignant role and huge role on and off the screen with this. Like he was, he seemed to be the spiritual leader. It, he, no, he seemed was, yeah. to be the the role that he plays on screen. He played that role off screen that yep. people look to him. And I think that uh, it's one. Not many directors give actors that much freedom or power. And I think that also. Oh, like like that kind of like uh, yeah like captain captain of the team yeah so i think that there's you know he's probably never had a role where he's been able to 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 achieve that and look to be honest has anyone no one no. in the whole cast in this movie ever has has ever done anything that's come close to this since like even ian mckellen who's one of the greatest like you can talk about the x-men movies and Magneto, that but yeah. but really like it, nothing the scale and the scope of yeah. these of these three movies and and, and the, the and it, it's it's very it's actually it's very if you think about it jeff and is that and we talked about this when we did the end game uh r- review on your channel was that end game crushed it because they were able to and and infinity war they 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 crushed it because they were able to divide the story in a in such a way that everyone got their time in the sun everyone got their amount of time and i think that lord of the rings isn't too different everyone sort of gets their bit everyone everyone contributes everyone contributes there's not anyone even to the point where it's it's it could be a detriment with Marion, some of the things with Marion, like I was just watching again this morning, the end where Pippin's deciding, oh, it's too hard now, let's go back to the Shire. And it's actually Mary that's like, no, we're, we're, mm. we're moving, like we're, we're continuing, we've got to find them. Yep. And so everyone gets their time. I think that's very rare, especially in a huge ensemble. Well, it, it didn't happen in a rebel moon. <laughs> the thrusting of the hips. Oh, jeez. Have, <laughs> have you seen Rebel Moon, Jeff? No, I have not. Is it why is it, is it that bad? Yeah, Jeff, we we did a episode on it. Damo and I did an episode on it last week. Just listen to the episode. Uh, don't watch the movie. Uh, the movie is two hours and twenty six minutes. Not worth your time. I think our episode went for one hour and thirty two minutes. Yeah, yeah, and it is much more fun and enjoyable there, than watching the movie. There is zero character development in it from everyone. It's just ridiculous. It's so bad. Oh, that's why it's nice to have Cyber as a co-host because, like, I I threw at him, I threw at him last night, like, off coming off a show high, right, off a live stream, right, which Matthew knows what that's like, um, you know, where you just have a good conversation, good discussion for a couple hours and whatnot, and it just kind of charges you up a little bit, right? And uh, when you're by the time you're done with the live stream, you almost want to like do another show, like, uh, or like work on your own content or go to you know whatever. Um, but either way, uh, I was like watching this trailer for the, the the new season of true detective on hbo and i'm like Simon, oh yeah we yep. should cover true detective this season you know yeah, episode, like, episode one's excellent really really oh, good of the new season oh fuck, it's good yeah, yeah. Okay. i was really like good. you know what jeff it's it's woke and it's it's more of this um you know native native american shit, whatever whatnot we're already right. covered right oh right it's yeah, it's okay. it, I, I didn't i don't know about that i don't know how woke it is i think it's blurs the lines of woke and 
I guess, location story? Because obviously based in Alaska, so there's going to be some native Inuits, Inuits, and and and. I just like Jodie Foster. That's why I told. She's a, she's real, mate. I actually really enjoyed the first episode. I thought it was good. Yeah, I really I like, did. I, that's why I told Cyber. I'm like, I just saw Jodie Foster, and I'm like, fuck, man, why not? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know, we need to, we got some gaps to fill right now between our MCU series anyway and stuff and whatnot, right on Disney Plus. So once we finish yeah. that, we're gonna have something lined up to cover. You know, you know what sure. I'm saying? For sure. So, um, you know, there's always a demand to come, you know, if I see a, a, a show or something or whatnot, you all understand it, you almost want to want to jump on it. Yeah, um, definitely. I, that's good information. I'm glad that you told me that, that maybe yeah. I'll ask you. Cyber told me to check out the first episode myself and then we should talk about it. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was good. So Gandalf probably has the, the biggest arc or the biggest change. Yeah. And and they really they really sort of hide that. Which we're going to talk about in. Well, that's what I was thinking. So I'd read the books before, Jeff. You'd, you'd read the books before, but I'm wondering that opening scene with Gandalf fighting the Balrog, and then Frodo waking up like it was a dream. I'm wondering if people went, "Oh, damn it, he isn't alive. It is a dream." Because I knew he was alive. But yes, I, I would have been interesting to. I think see. a lot of people thought he was dead. Do you think people still thought he was I dead? I think and people it that was a dream, or do you I think, think they pe- went, "Oh, he could be alive, and that dream might be telling him something." I think you would have to be living under a rock to think that he was dead, but yeah. I think there were plenty of people that thought he was dead. Yeah, that's yeah. a lesson I never apply anymore. I haven't thought about that in a long time. People, that, the difference between people who have read the books and watched, yeah, them, yeah, and whatnot, everything. But that's a great point to come up, to bring up. Yeah, I just think a different perspective because I'm thinking, yeah, I know he's there, but I'm thinking in the movie theater with me, where people going. Oh my God, he's back! Like, yeah. Um, and, I think they were. Yeah, I, I think they were as well. Yeah. I think they were all were. I well. think people walked out of the theater in the first movie, going, "Shit, Gandalf's gone," and then in the second movie, you're like, "Oh God, he's back!" <laughs> and and that reveal was brilliant. Like the way that they sort of had. Um, well, they used Christopher, Christopher Lee's voice. Yeah, yeah, uh, and and so it hit him in the light. Yeah, and had that was very Lee's good. Voice. But it, it, you know, in in so that that battle there, like uh, in the book, it went for ten days. The, uh, the, oh, the Balrog? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, they, they fell down and then they landed in the water. Then um, Gandalf chased him for eight days. They climbed all the way to the top of this peak right above um, Moria. They fought for two days up there until he finally won. So that would, that would have been a, that could like have been a whole movie. Fett, it was like my Boba Fett fought his stick that one night. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, mate, imagine if they did the whole thing. Like, yeah, it's ten days. It's just one battle. It's like, but but then but then he, he dies by getting pricked in the chest. Well, like got, one spear in the chest. Got, like it was smote. To, it, it took it took ten days to figure out. Yeah. I was gonna just oh, to, yeah, put this. just prick him in the heart. <laughs> and he's just gonna fall over and he smote him. Yep, Good smote him down. Effects though for freaking two thousand one or oh, mate, it's incredible, awesome, incredible. Yes. Uh, so then I guess next we've got Gollum or Smeagol, and we really start to dive into him. Yeah. And find out the the bipolar, uh, the bipolarness, <laughs> yeah. and the I guess the the two personalities that he's got, and you don't know who's winning the battle. In one point, you think that the good that Smeagol's winning, and then you find out really that he's controlled by Gollum totally, and that you know, and to think that's a weakness, and but Sam sees him for what he is, just doesn't trust him. Time, yeah. I like Sam. Sam's yeah, he's, he can he can he can Sam, see through. Sam hates people. <laughs> He's, Sam just hates people. He's skeptical. He's he extremely. Yeah, yeah. Ask the questions that need to be done. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and then we're going to move into um, Wormtongue. Oh. Grima Wormtongue. He, 
Brad Dourif. I think he's excellent in un- this movie. Unbelievably, like honestly, he when we talk man of the match, he is he's right up there in this close. movie. Yeah, Brad Dourif is fan freaking tested. I'm not, I'm not a choking kind of guy. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not the type. I might have more of a headbutting type, but I'm right. not, not the type to choke anybody. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not my my go to. I'd rather punch somebody. Yeah, like, yep, yep. well, that's that's right? nice. That's yeah. nice of you. <laughs> When it comes yeah. to like how I handle shit, it's very you know strategic usually. So I don't waste my time <laughs> yeah. with choking or whatever, and I don't hurt women. So like um you know like I would choke uh, Grima though. Are you yeah. would you choke him? Yeah, he's chokeable. Yeah, he's yeah, got a chokeable. But yeah. I I just think his 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 facial expressions, the way he spoke. Oh man, his quotes. We just talked to not it creeps me the fuck out. I'm I'm serious. Like literally, like now that I'm older. It didn't creep yeah. me out back in the day when I was younger and whatnot and everything because I was too green. You feel me, yeah. Wendy? But, like, <laughs> now that I'm older and I've got a daughter and shit and whatnot and everything, Grima makes with, – with Ewan. Oh, Ewan's yeah. Cool. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I, like, don't get me wrong. She needs to get plowed by any chick, right? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, she needs to get that shit served up. You know, she wanted Air Gordon to unsheat that fucking long oh, yeah. sword real quick. Right, yeah. Like, <laughs> Grima's is a, a, fair, a fair way back in the pecking queue behind Aragorn, isn't he? They should have killed him. Should, oh, should they have killed him? No, it's been too much blood already. It was kind of interesting, wasn't it? They should have killed him on the steps. Dropped his head off. That's why he just just exposed himself. (laughs) A final, a final flash. Yeah, a couple bit of this. See ya. Okay, and look, we'll just we'll do one more because we could do there's there's uh, E Owen, which we need to talk about because Jeff's Owen. Owen, yeah, Owen. She's uh, Jeff's favorite. Miranda Uh, Otto. Yep. Miranda Otto, good Australian actress. Yep. Uh, and, and an actual legit Australian, not like Carl Urban, who we've just... Oh, he's uh, a Kiwi. A Kiwi, Hugo yeah. Weaving. Is Hugo Weaving Australian? He's Australian, isn't he? He's yeah, a yeah, he's nice. She's great. She is very, very good in this movie. Yeah, absolutely. Good arc. Uh, and and I, I sort of can see what Jeff's saying, that she's a bit of the glue. She's the one that's sort of bringing both sides together. Mm. If, she uh, and, in, if she doesn't bring in, um, you know, um, uh, the, you know the, the character that... Um, I'm sorry. What, what is her? What's what is the what's her name's? Uh, uh, Aragorn. Mary. Uh, the 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 uh, the the queen or the princess, whoever that the that's one of the elves. Arwen. Oh, oh, there you go, Arwen. Right. Um, without her asking him in that one scene about the jewel that the woman. Oh gets yes, him, yeah, the even star that he's yeah. That does, yeah, that doesn't lead into that entire you know. You're, you're right. Yeah, but 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 she also. Is the one standing up for the little guy, and it, it's more. It's more in the next one, when sure. she takes uh, Mary t- to battle. Well, she sees she sees the the similarities between yeah. a female and the hobbits, right? That's that right. They're, they're they're under they're underutilized, that's and right. they're they're uh, not they're not thought of as equal. No, that's right. Underestimated. Underestimated. And and she was the one that's like, no, hang on, we can we can still do this, and and like. Um, she can die in battle as well, whether she carries a sword or not. And that's yes. why she said she's packing. Might as well pack. Yeah, she's packing some heat there. Yeah. And um, Aragorn went, you have some skill with a blade. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, obviously, the uh, Theoden is, is good as well. Oh, he's fantastic. He, he's very, very good. Well, oh, I, was, I was about to say, you know, um, Bernard Hill. Bernard but, Hill. But Titanic was before Lord of the Rings. Yes. And it's you'd have to then start going, well, what's, what's bigger, Lord of the Rings or Titanic? Because Bernard Hill's in some big freaking movies. He plays a much bigger role in this in movie this, than yeah. he does in Titanic. He's, yeah. he's, he's uh, he, yeah, but uh, there's also then Faramir, David Wenham, who's, I, I, I think he's a great character. Yeah. Uh, and you got, uh, is it Yoma? Yoma? Aima. Aima, uh, yep. who's Carl Urban. Yep. Dread, who's great as well. Uh, we don't, it's one 
we don't see a lot of Saruman. Christopher Lee. Yeah, you know, we don't see a lot of Christopher Lee this uh, this episode. No, it's so, a shame. It, he is, uh, he, uh, and once like everything that Christopher Lee says, everything that Grima says is the stuff that I listen to most. I yeah. just love both their voices. Christopher Lee's voice. Christopher Lee's voice is incredible. Freaking fantastic. Yeah. Okay, ninety-four million dollar budget for this movie. It did sixty-two million on the first weekend. That's a pretty good weekend. So this came out on like November, uh, December nineteen in the states. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah, right. And by the end of twenty, uh, two thousand and two. Yeah. It had already done a hundred and eighty million dollars. Yeah. Right. Overall, nine hundred and thirty-six million six hundred and eighty-nine thousand seven hundred and thirty-nine dollars. Thirty-five dollars. It's a blockbuster. Number one. Yeah. Right now, almost six hundred million of that was international. Wow! So, it, it, whilst it was, it did you know over nearly four hundred million in the states. Six hundred million of that came from the international markets. Well, go yeah, Aussies. It, it, it Aussies, Europe, China, yeah. massive movies in Australia, New Zealand. But but also it's a, but the mass the massive fan base from the book. It's book, the most yes. number two read book in the whole entire world. Yeah, I, I think behind like the Bible. The Bible. Or something. Right, right. So it's already not in this house. It's yeah. It's already started though with this huge fan base. So everyone, yeah. everyone that had read it already was like, and that and that, the people that had read it, the book came out in what in the the fifties. Yes. So you've had fifty years of book readers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just, I myself, like in the mid nineties, was thinking about I'd love to make this as, as a movie. I was going to cast myself as Faramir, but uh, I never <laughs> got around to making it. Now this is this was a great time to be alive, really. Two other movies did over eight hundred million: Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets and the first Spider Man. So the first three movies did over eight hundred million dollars. Just doesn't happen anymore. But right? that that first Spider Man was a was such a shock that it was so, so big. It's so good. I know, but but I just didn't realize it was going to be so big. That Tobey yeah. Maguire one. It well, just, I guess it yeah, absolutely. Nuts. But did it went ber- well, berserk? It's, it's it smashed all the records. Yeah, like, did like opening did until the new ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so. No, the Lord of the Rings killed it most definitely. I mean, uh, yeah. I, I, you know, um, what I, the, the in terms of the what the what they the budgets, I, I thought that uh, that Jackson did a lot for the for the money that, that that they spent. For sure, it did help. It did help that he was filming sequentially, so he was able to. You know, when you when you talk about it was a th- I think the total budget was about three hundred million for Lord oh. of the Rings. And I think the reason he was able to do that is because he filled them back to back. Yeah, yeah, and he kept them. For the whole time. That's right. There was no sort of, you're going back and we'll meet him no. again in a year. Yeah, I'm going to go and do a TV yeah. show and come back in. No, yeah. you made Lord of the Rings for three years yeah. of your life. Yeah, yeah. No. Pro- and probably more, to be honest. Yeah. It's definitely, if you if you can continue, you know, you basically get the economies of scale. For sure. If you can actually just run it all in one hit with, that, with the same people if that happen to go back with the How long was the shoot? How long was the, how long? I think, that, I think, they, I think they were on location for nearly 18 months. They shot. For eighteen months, and then there was about eighteen months of post production. I think the whole process was about three years. Yeah, which is pretty big, scary. Big commitment, and I think that's why some actors did turn it down. Possibly, yeah. I think like yeah. when it was like, "Hang on, this is one hell of a not going to be able to do anything else." Yeah, yeah. Okay, as as Jeff nominated uh, spoke about earlier, nominated for six Oscars, uh, one, two. Uh, any guess what they were? Uh, cinematography, sound, and visual effects. Uh, right. 
interesting it didn't get cinematography to be honest it's a beautiful film score uh 100 yeah. should have but uh but they they made it all up in in, in the for, third one they the made up for it and i think that i think you that know was what was always the plan it was always the plan yeah they got yeah. Did it win 11 oscars yeah, it, just, it absolutely smashed yeah the, won yeah. everything it possibly yeah. could yeah yeah it what, did a titanic didn't there used to be it's also within with the i don't know if it's still like this you guys would know probably more than i would uh matthew whitey um the 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 whole like um with the academy wasn't there a sense with lord of the rings where because everyone knew in the academy that they were going to get all three films sequentially sequentially that they were going to they sort of were going to like let them slot like were they going to kind of like scale them down a little bit from film th- to film almost kind of naturally i think i think it was like we're, we're just going to we're going to reward this at the end if it needs it yeah. if, it, if, it if it deserves it and it certainly got every possible oscar it should have won yeah and that i think that's more of a that's more of a for the trilogy I don't think all of you know Return of the King gets the gets the awards. I think that was more towards the I trilogy. Think, I think I think it was like your your you know if your birthday's the twenty fourth of December and they give you the present and it's oh this is a combined gift yes birthday and Christmas. <laughs> I think the that that best picture was a combined. I agree. All three movies yeah. into one. I agree. A question time, Jeff. I'm going to start with you. I think you've already given us the answer earlier, but. Where does the two towers sit in the trilogy? Is it you said you said you think it was the best one? Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the list of you know, like uh, you know, in terms of of sequels, you know, in a trilogy or whatever, whatnot. And what what about in what about in this trilogy? Where does it sit? Do you think this is the best movie oh, of yeah, of the is, trilogy? That this, this is number one. Yep. We usually in Australia we start at number one and then we work down. Gotcha. <laughs> right. That makes sense. Number sequential. So I think you mentioned you thought this was the best movie out of the out of this trilogy. Yeah, most definitely. Sorry, I changed mics up for some reason. I was using my stupid uh, MacBook Pro mic that whole time, and I finally (laughs) switched over to. If I sound different, I finally switched over to my regular microphone. Um, Yeah, you sound nice now. Double mic. Oh, good. Do I sound more attractive? You do. You do. Yeah. You You sound like worm tongue. (laughs) Grimmer worm tongue. Your words are poison. That's right. So you think you think this you think two towers is the best, yeah? Oh yeah, without question. I mean, I'm sorry, but the battle of Helm's Deep is like as good as you get. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The, moment, the moment when you see the the sun come on the morning, the fifth day, and all that shit, and whatnot, and everything, right? And like, I mean, come on, the Academy may have finally decided to pay off the trilogy the way they did, but for me, I feel like um there's performances acting wise and whatnot, everything in this film that should have been maybe recognized individually. Definitely. And that's all Definitely. I'll say right there is just that, you know, yeah. again, uh, Miranda Otto, I think she probably should have got nominated for Academy Award for, uh, for supporting the actress yeah. or whatever, whatnot, or yeah. something like that. She should have got something. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's, that's a good, that's a good point. So then Damo, where, where does this sit for you? I, I still, a uh, fellowship for me is still number one. Um, but I, uh, this I, I still love this, and I still love the third one as yeah, well. Yeah. I mean, really, it's. But I, I like the, I like the first one. It's much slower though. But there's the, the introduction and the characters and what's well, the it's the world building. Yeah, yeah that's right. right. And then, but this this movie is phenomenal. Like, you know, oh, I, I don't want to give you know. Well, I think I think let's roll. Love them all. Let's roll this next question in because yeah, you know, Jeff mentioned it as well. Now is is the Battle of Helm's Deep the high watermark for the trilogy you know it's 
it's definitely up there. But I, I reckon the battle for the Pelennor Plains, yeah, Pelennor Fields, that it, it, the, the the charge of the Rohan, yep, is it, it might just pit Pelham's deep. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's. There's so much that goes. There's so much building to Helm's Deep that I really like, and you know they are fucked. Oh, mate. and this is the thing. Like, I think that it's you know they've got no chance. They've got three hundred people. Yeah, but then that, but Helm's Deep is such a cool fort. Oh, isn't it? What it is just the best fort. But then you know, Saruman decides to steal the Chinese technology. That's right, and make a bomb. Yeah, a bit of gunpowder. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I what know. about what about you, Jeff? Helms Deep, high watermark, or? Uh I mean, I, you're. I mean, I, I, anything with it. I like any a good charge, a really good charge in, in any kind of movie of, like this. You know, honestly, for the first time today, when um before Helms Deep, when they're attacked by the wargs, right? Oh yeah, yeah, when, yeah. When when Bernard Hill comes to life, finally. And he's a big reason why, to me, for me too, why this is, he's this is the biggest film out of the three. Like the best one is him. I, I have to yeah. say he's um, he's phenomenal. Yep, he just like literally takes charge. Like kind he of does all, right. Um, and uh, that and um, a golem. Um, all right, <laughs> the, right. Like um, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. Andy Circus and Andor was something else. Um, yeah, he's great, Matthew. I think you came into an episode of Andor. I did. You? Yeah, I did. Yeah. That was a hell of a show, um, and his performance in that was was something else, um, almost uh, like on the same level as Lord of the Rings, I guess. You know, you could say almost for him, like he's one character, one actor that came out of this and managed to like still, for me anyway, as as an audience member, reach the heights again. Andy Circus because of what how he delivered in fucking Andor, man, season one. Holy fuck! This show was, <laughs> yeah, it was powerful, man. Holy shit. Uh. That's another conversation, but yes, um, Helm's Deep. Yeah, I'm sorry, but like, um, they you get everything. You get close quarter combat fighting. You get like long distance mm. fighting, right? Um, you get all of it, and then you get like the you, you know your own like um march when you get Gandalf coming down coming down right with um Theoden or whatever whatnot not Theoden but um his uh, nephew, uh I am a I am a yeah 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 what you know and his horsemen and whatnot and everything and the sunrise coming down and all that shit. Uh, really it is brilliant. But you know, and also a big part of it, the, there is some dead set humor in it as well between Legolas and Gimli. There's some really I'm funny gonna, banter. I'm going to touch on Gimli a bit later and go oh, about Mark, the ugly. Toss me, toss me. Yeah, the, there was yeah. that. Yeah, should I get you a box? Uh, the yeah. the competition yeah. with the counting and it's pretty. It's kind of funny as well. Well, we we're moving from a movie last week that had no humor. Yeah. In Rebel Moon. No, nothing. Yeah. To, to, to this so one. It, it kept the drama, but it also just had those little points of humour, which was like, that was pretty funny. Yeah, absolutely. But, but it, it didn't deteriorate or detract from the seriousness of the situation. No. No. Uh, okay. So, Frodo. He surely can't be trusting Gollum. He has given 100% trust to this animal. He, he trusts him because he feels that he's basically used the ring to put kind of that, that spell on him. So I think yeah, I, I think that's the only thing that would – yeah, because otherwise, why the hell would you trust him? No. I think Gollum is, is – he feels a connection with him because of the what, – The ring. What, what yeah. he's trying to portray Elijah Wood in his performance of what, of, of what the toll of the ring is taking on him throughout the film. 
right? By yeah. the time he gets mm. to Faramir at the end there, whatnot, everything. And hats off to that actor too, because he killed it as Faramir. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, okay, last question. This is an interesting one. Is this the best second movie of a franchise? Now, I'm going to give you some options here. So you've got Empire Strikes Back. You've got Godfather 2, Toy Story 2, Mad Max 2, Road Warrior, oh. Rambo First Blood 2, Jaws 2, Police Academy 2, Rocky 2. Porky's 2. Porky's 2 for Gow. <laughs> Where's it sit? Uh well, for me, number two, um, Mad Max 2, but you did leave out one, Aliens. Oh, well, of course. Sorry, Aliens. Aliens, Aliens is a good movie. Oh, mate, it's, it's incredible. Yeah, I think Aliens for a number two might be the best T2? number two. T2? Terminator 2? Yep, no. Yeah, I'd oh, say, well, Mad, Mad Max 2 or Aliens are probably my two favourite number two. Empire? No, I still, Star Wars is better. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No. I love. I love. I. I I'm Star Wars, or we've already said that. But, yeah. but Empire's. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting. I'm not saying Empire's so. fucking great. Yeah. I know. I think Godfather Two might be the best sequel. I'll be honest with you. I don't think. Uh, I. I like the Two Towers a lot, but I. I still think the Godfather Two might be better. Yeah. It's hard to argue with that as well. It really is. Uh look. Yeah. Look. I don't think it's the best two. There's lots of number twos it, that are it's, better. It's right up there. Yeah. <laughs> or, or down there. <laughs> Okay, let's move into the categories. Actually, first, before we get there, just got a little mention from uh, a Born to Watch Only fans. Ooh. We had uh, a good old Johnny Bull reached out, the OG fan. And, and this, is, uh, this is what he has said about the Rebel Moon episode. So, this was the first time I didn't do my homework. Didn't watch it as the gut screamed to me, steaming pile of dog shit. Nice pod, though. Fracture awesome. Icarus awesome. Running Man awesome. If you love Rebel Moon, you're a fuckwit. And we can't be mates. (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) A thousand better movies on Netflix at the moment. Yeah, it's a thousand better on anything. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. So there you go, Jeff. If uh, if you're still going to watch Rebel Moon after that. I think you need to watch it, Jeff. You need to watch Rebel Moon. Yeah, I want you to watch Rebel Moon, Jeff. Check out the Snyderverse, mate, or, you know, Zack Snyder's masterpiece on Netflix. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, Damo, we'll start with you, and then we're going to throw to you, Jeff. So let's go with you, Damo. What do you got? You know, every good that I've got on here, I think we've discussed. Brad Dourif, Wormtongue, to yeah. me, was just, like, honestly, fan-freaking-tastic. Bernard Hill, Thurden. Yep. Christopher Lee, his, his voice, Saruman. Uh, the score, Howard Shaw, we mentioned. Helm's Deep, yes, of course, is 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 the highlight of this movie. Yeah. Um, and and the the Gandalf reveal. Um, yes. That, that were my my the best things I loved about this movie. Yeah. And and actually, probably when I'm looking at it, I, nothing about Frodo and Sam's sort of story or Merry and Pippin. I still think I still love Sam. It's good bits. Yeah. Yeah. I but but he's and you know it's only because I was thinking I've got to throw Sam in there. Yeah. Because he's got my heart. Yeah. Yep. Oh, he's got everyone. Everyone loves Sam. No, you cannot find someone that does not like Sam. Yeah. Uh, Jeff, what do you got? What do you think? What do you think is good about the two towers, mate? What I think is good is that when Sam and Frodo are almost discovered by the human forces of of oh down. Yep, they slid down the gates of Mordor. And and Frodo pulls his uh, cape over them. Right. Yep. The, The Elvish cape. 
right? Yep. Yep. Um, and the guards find them, or the like the soldiers find them. When they find them and don't find them, they don't make like the stupid, typical woke fucking like stupid like hands up like sig- like sign or whatever, whatnot, right? In the scene, or that stupid, right? Like, oh fuck, couldn't find it. I didn't find nothing or whatever. They just kept on rolling, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, they, like the guards themselves. Yeah, just had look it. around, they can't see anything. They looked, they didn't find nothing. They didn't. Oh, uh, you're, you're right. Like, right? they just kept yeah. on rolling. You know, well, you that's know that is um, watch, they be fucking they do some stupid shit like you're right, they do your yeah, your definition, your typical man, you know, I'm fucking stupid, right? Overacting, oh, yeah. yeah. No, I'm sorry, why do you go ahead? No, man, I'm good. Keep have you got anything else? You got anything else for good? No, that's it. That okay, right there, that's that that just the, the picks how fucking good of a director Peter Jackson is, man. That's a, yeah, that's a good right there. That, that do- like there is none of that. Bullshit. Do you think too? You know how the elven capes—they didn't really talk about it much in the movies, but those elven capes are like a chameleon. Like it just, okay, so it's not, and that is not communicated, which the, is why yes, I have it in in another section here because yeah. I'm like it could have done with a, a of, little exposition here. That's right. Just steal from the Snyder, yeah. give us like some of Snyder's exposition in this movie, yeah, and just give us and say because to be honest, when he throws the cape over. Yeah. I'm like, fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. And for those that read the book, you get it. You go, yeah, I get that because it's a chameleon. But and, yeah. it, and it, I go, how does that cape look like a rock? It does. Yeah. And it looks just like a rock. Yeah. Right. So that, that, and the other thing they don't explain is, is the elvish rope that Sam has. So you can tie it up the top and climb down with it and then give it a tug and it undoes, undoes itself. Right, you right. don't know that unless you read the book either. Well, also, so you think, how well, they mount those horses there, like for that that Helm's Deep charge, like in like less than a second. Which bit? Oh, when they when they charge down the hill. Yeah, there's like like when Aragorn's like, let's ride, and then uh, you know the king's like, <laughs> let's draw swords together. Oh yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> and they power it out. That's one of they the one, that is the, the best bit. Less than a second, bro. That is good though when they ride down the oh, path. It's awesome. Oh yeah. yeah, when the king says that shit, let's draw yeah. our swords together and shit. Whatnot. I yeah. almost got a hard on. Yeah. <laughs> okay, my good. We've mentioned it already, but the start. I love. There's no recap. Don't play us for fools. You know mm. we would have watched the movie. If you haven't watched the movie, that's your bad luck. Yeah. No recap. Straight into it. The uh, Gandalf and the ball bag falling <laughs> down the, the longest fall. Forever, it was a uh, long fall. Yeah. yeah, and it reminded me. You know, it reminded me of. It's sort of like um, you know, in Big Trouble in Little China, where Wang is jumping through the air and fighting with the swords with the guy. Yeah, like that. It made me chuckle thinking about that. Like bit the long of, fall, bit of air fight, bit yeah. of air fighting. I really enjoyed that. I love that. It's sneaky. The the reveal of Gandalf is so mm. fucking sneaky that they use Christopher Lee's voice. They, and they just mask it completely. I think it's even Christopher Lee's face. It, you can it, sort it of is. see. It, it, you it's, can see. You it. can see it, it and you're like, yep. you're using. And so that, I thought that was really quite sneaky. Well, they also set it up when Treebeard said to Miriam Pippin, I'm going to take you to the White Wizard. Yes. Right. So so that was literally 15 minutes before. Yes. 10 minutes before. So you, you've got Saruman on the brain. You think, oh, shit. So you automatically assume it's him. So it, everything about it, the lead up, all the all the clues were pointing to Saruman. Yes. Um, and yeah, it's great. It's, like, it's really no, cool. Man, it's I, Gandalf. I, I gotta tell you, Matthew, when you highlight that scene with Gandalf and the Balrog, that, it makes me think of when you meet a chick on the online dating site that's bipolar but doesn't tell you, right? And then you, you get together with her, right? It's kind of like that scene. That's how. Hang on. You, know? you if she looked like the Balrog, though, you probably wouldn't keep going on the date. Yeah, I don't know. 
But that's how I you might end up, though. You know, eventually. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really enjoyed the. Uh, I guess I'll call it Theoden's uh, exorcism. Yeah, I thought that whole, yeah. the whole scene. So them uh, walking into the into the chamber. Yeah, you know, Hand Gandalf. Gandalf pretending to be the Ooh, the old man, yes, the old wizard. The uh, they can't the take my walking stick. stick. Yes. Uh, I thought that was really cool. And then how then the the, the soldiers then go, no, hang on, let it go. Yeah, we so know just, something's just going on here. Tugs, worm yeah. tongue's a little um, he's posse, and I love worm tongue's reaction about I told you to take <laughs> the weapon. Yes, I thought that was really cool. So I really love that. Uh, Rohan, what a great location! Water and mountain views, mm, like wow. serious resale value. Exp- yeah, expensive. Serious resale. Couldn't yeah. I don't know how they can afford to live there. Yeah. I don't know how they can afford to buy property there. It's like the hills, hills in LA or something. It is. I don't know. It is. It's uh, it's like it's yeah, it's Hollywood it, Hills. Yeah, I like. I also like. Uh, even though it's a bit cliche, I like the arrival of the elves. Oh, yeah, unexpected, yeah. unexpected. Right. If again, if you've not read the book or anything, no, no it's not in the book. It's it's un, well, it's so, unexpected. Yeah, yeah. So I was, I got, I got a shock. Yeah. It was like, oh, because yeah, we're gonna fight, we're gonna, yeah. we're gonna re- rebuild this relationship. Yeah, I thought Chill. that was quite. Yeah, I thought, uh, I, I thought it was a great addition that wasn't in the book. Yes, I, I thought it, it was. It just worked so well. Yeah, uh, obviously we Helm's Deep, but the sound of Helm's Deep. The battle sounds, the sounds of the Urukai, the guttural growl, the all the sound of Helm's Deep, the is, rain, everything is just so fucking good. The the oh, I did watch like years ago the Peter Jackson. He he went to one a cricket game at, at Wellington or somewhere, and he got the crowd to chant, and he recorded it. So he actually had. Twenty thousand people. Yeah, wow. At a, in a, at a well, that, no, I wouldn't have had. To, no, well, I think only six and a half thousand fit in the. Uh, it might have uh, been. It might have been a big game. Or yeah, something. big but game. It was a. It was a cricket game, and he went and filmed it. Yeah, and and he recorded the sounds of them all. He told them, "You're going to do this chant," and so the whole crowd did it. Yeah. So that's why it sounded like the scale was huge. Yes. Like so, visually the scale was huge. The sound. The was sound huge. is, I, and I noticed that a lot this time. And it's funny we t- I talk about it often about watching the movies differently now because of Born to Watch. But the sound when the Urukai growl, their, their guttural growl is so good. Yeah, it's bloody epic. oath. Like they're animals. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay, uh, bad Jeff. You got anything for bad that you thought was bad in the movie? No. Nah. No, okay. Well, that's that's okay. We're, we're getting five out of five <laughs> it's, here. It's, it's, hard, it's hard to find. It is hard. Bad. It is hard. But you'll get an idea about what we're talking uh, about. Bad. So, Damo, what do you got? Well, once again, this is uh, from my own perspective. Faramir in the book was. I mean, David Wenham was great, but Faramir in the book was almost, and as as Pippin, Pippin described him as, like an almost an Aragorn like character. Right? He was. Um, you know, he was still as, as hardcore and tough as Boromir, but he he had wisdom and he was really smart and um, thinking and, um, it, yeah, just when he – and, like, when he found Frodo in um, heading into Mordor, Faramir let him go just as Aragorn let him go. So he didn't actually bring him right. back to Osgiliath. Faramir was smart if he said – because he had a dream about, um, you know, the ring and the halfling and all this sort of thing yeah. just before. And then and – then, and and I actually wrote it down, but it, but it, but um, uh, Faramir said to Frodo, "But fear no more. I would not take this ring if it lay by the highway, not when Minas Tirith falling in ruin, and I alone could save her." He knew that he couldn't use the weapon of the Dark Lord. He knew yeah. that it would be, and he 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 let Frodo go so straight away. So I, to me, he was just a little 
you know, and I get it for the movie to. Well, it's got to add another layer, right? It, it does, but yeah, but Faramir was a far stronger character than what I think than, than David Wenham was. Yep. That's my only thing. And that's the only issue that I may have had with the whole movie. Okay, I've got a few. Yep. Look, there is no way Gimli's running for like seven days in a row. <laughs> it's, it's, I think it's about three, but yeah. There is no way. His <laughs> legs, mate, he's – and there's no way he's only like 20 metres behind them. Yeah. There is no way. Well, there's no way any of them are running that long. No. But like you can sort of get Aragorn's a Superman and Legolas is like – Oh, Fast it's, speed. It's, it's it's ultra marathon stuff. It's it's Janos Kuros and um, Cliff Young. <laughs> it is highly Gabriel Celesi. Yeah, just uh, the full ultra marathon. And the other thing, yeah, the other thing I thought of is uh, Legolas when he's doing his like shooting the things. It was Hawk the Slayer. Yeah, I know. I thought Hawk the Slayer with the with the guy with the arrows. machine gun arrows. <laughs> yeah. I think that was that, that <laughs> I had a fucking chuckle about that. For armies and numbers, so fearful. The Urukai and the Orcs don't win a lot of battles. <laughs> okay? Like, they get really smashed when they've got Pip, a Pippin and Merry at the, at the edge of oh, Fengorn Forest. Oh, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They, 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 they get destroyed. They get, they right? get absolutely mowed yeah. down by, by the horses, don't they? Yeah, and then, and then they, they lose every battle. Yeah. I, I just don't get it. They're like, but a lot of big, tough blokes too. They're not that smart. No, they're yeah, not that smart. And, and at the end, they're not think, very old. Yeah, they're only like they're, they're, they're only like four hatched, hours old. Uh, only hatched the other day, yeah. But yeah, they um they were well, you know, like technology. Well, a, a man on a horse was always going to beat the person standing there. But yeah, they they mowed through them. They cut through them, mate. Like, but uh, mate, they don't win anything. No, they don't win a single battle well, they, in they, the trilogy. They beat Boromir. Boromir. No, they do. That's the only one, and yeah. that's only because of the Nazgul. Oh no, they won. Really? It, they won at Osgiliath when they when Faramir's. Oh, Faramir. Yeah, but that's to, the Nazgul as well. Yeah. They're involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I oh, know you're right. They they probably uh, on the Stormtrooper scale. They're way worse than Stormtroopers, <laughs> I reckon. Storm, yeah. the, the Empire won. Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Frodo in general, I I, I find it difficult to like Frodo. I think the older I get, the more cynical I get. I, I understand that he's being poisoned by the ring, and I know he's going to end up giving his finger to the to the cause. But God, like, mm. I'd be surprised if some dude is slipping a finger up his butt or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah, it's where it is. And yeah, but he he was he was you know that ring was it's poisoning cha- him. Changing. It's changing him yeah. as it did to uh, to Gone. his and also to. Uh, What's his name? Boromir. No, his, his uncle. Oh, Frodo, yeah. Frodo's I uncle. I mean, um, Bilbo. Bilbo. Yeah. Made him turn into a fucking devil. Okay, so you mentioned about the comic relief. Did yeah. they take it a little too far with Gimli? Gimli was a real serious part uh, of, of the, the fellowship book, yeah. and a real serious oh, character. Yeah. Right? And of the book as well, right? Yeah. They make him a bit of a comic foil in this movie. Every funny thing... Goes through him, uh, stand yeah. on the box, That's right. like and and yeah, it's funny. But I'm like, you sort of the character was not, you're belittling the character yeah. a little by just making him the brunt of all the jokes or the focus of the jokes. Yeah, he because he, he but he uh, like almost his opening line was like, "We we dwarves are wasted on cross country, natural born sprinters." Exactly, like, it's, like it's everything. He's, it started that way and it never ended. I th- I d- I, you know, and the, the falling off the horse. Like talk about slapstick. Yeah, no, it was it, deliberate. It was deliberate. Yeah, and I just think like they the just they've the gone version of uh, Fat Thor. Yeah, yeah, it's just like 
he, he's not. He's a serious character. Mm. I get there's got to be some levity because you can't have a movie without levity. But yeah, they did. No, they did. they could have <laughs> spread it a bit evenly. No, I but, think. Yeah. Well, you, you never heard Aragorn crack a joke once. That's it. That's it. And you I, never hear. But you, but know? you guys tell me, I think that has to do with the the strengths and weaknesses of the of the actors and actresses they were working with in the on on set. Possibly, yeah, possibly the direction that they you know that Peter Jackson wanted them to to do. But yeah, but Gimli was his delivery and everything of his jokes were good. Man, he's a great actor. It was pretty funny. Jonathan Rhys Davies is yeah. quality, right? Yeah. Uh, but I just think they. I think they just used him as the comic form yeah, too much. Yeah, they probably did, yeah. Uh, we've talked about the magical elven robe that no one knows about other than um, – Book readers. Uh, Frodo. Yeah. Only Frodo knows he's going to save the day. Yeah. No one sitting in the cinema unless I've read the book knows. Yeah. Uh, and then lastly, once the wall is blown – Breached. Breached. Yeah. They do not have enough bodies to combat the surge. No. It's over. Yeah, the minute that wall's breached, yep. it does like because it's still ages before they come. That happens early, the breach, and somehow, well, because the, the, well, the next bit sectioned off the um, the, the helm hammer hand. It is, but still, like yeah. that, that it's there's just not they're enough in, bodies, mate. They're in, they're in. Yeah, they had some awesome uh, uh, machinery for war, like their ladders they were and good. things. Oh, good. That, yeah, that went up. Yeah, they're tech savvy. They were the big iron claws that would go clink yeah. and hang onto the wall. But also, like, they didn't need to use two bombs. One bomb would have been enough to blow that wall. What, what do you mean? They, what was the second one? They throw a second bomb in the in the thing. What? They put one bomb in, and then they, I'm pretty oh, sure they put the, another then, bomb in. Well, the then the ran, guy runs in and yeah, gets in there. Yeah, you know, Just, and, yeah, one explosion though. Yeah, yeah, it was a big explosion. Yeah, took out yeah. a lot of them too. Yeah, some big. Big stones. Big, yeah. I know. I mean, honestly, it was almost like the it was almost like the Godzilla's atomic breath and minus one that that like you thought killed the wife, but then she Fuck. somehow survived. Hey, don't can't spoil. <laughs> I haven't seen I haven't seen Godzilla minus one oh, yet. I'm sorry, my tra- bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's all I got. Ugly, uh, Jeff. Anything for ugly? I'm tipping if you don't anything for bad. You won't have much for ugly. Uh, are you? Uh, Again, you, no, not really. You you highlighted the, pretty much what there is. It's hard for me to to really badmouth in any way. Really, I mean, um, the Lord of the Rings put to me almost have this sort of um, legacy to them, right? Like, uh, like personally for me, like in my heart, like uh, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, there's a certain place there where, like, they register in a certain place for me. On um, yeah, like, of course, the that um. I can't even like it's hard for me to even like just pull right out and communicate to you like it's, it's but it's deep. So like yeah. at that point, um, the characters from the books can do anything in the film in the film version or whatever, right? But like I've got to watch the extended cut. I do, um, right? Like um, and I wish they would have done more back then of the behind the scenes stuff with the actual actors and actresses, right? Like they have now. Where you go on YouTube, right, and you've got yeah, of course access to these people, and whatnot, and you could they talk, you know, they go to comic cons and things like that, or whatever, and whatnot, or that you you catch them on the street, and you could actually get a feel, or they go on podcasts, and you can get a feel for what it was like behind the scene, right, like yep. uh, on a, on a project or whatever, and whatnot. I would have liked to have known what it was like being a part of this process as an actor or actress, or whatever, right, like uh, like that was in it for the whole the whole, whole long haul. Like you said, yep. um, uh, Matthew, um, Legolas and Gimli and Aragorn are the spine of the film almost, right? Like they're like the they're the the spine of the Notebook, right? 
Yep. Um, and then, you know, you add the pieces off them kind of as, as the movie unfolds, right? Um, like almost like spokes. It's interesting. It really is. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, honestly, no, nothing but accolades for me, brother. Uh, okay, yeah. It, yeah, agreed. Agreed. Uh, Damo, anything for Ugly? Yeah, exactly as Jeff just said. I, I have nothing nothing for Ugly. i got one thing. What's that? Gollum's rustic G-string. Oh, they would have caught a sight of his uh, of the Gollum dick have, yeah. and Gollum ball bag for sure. Yeah, it it, it, it's it's there's just not enough there. There was an opportunity to get a bit of. Gollum there was some side. side dick. There was some side dick opportunity there. <laughs> you could have seen some. You know, uh, I, I connected very deeply with Gollum at that level with the extremely tiny penis deal, right? Because <laughs> tiny, you gotta be rocking some baby dick energy, right? <laughs> with the confines of that little you know deal there. So yeah. I felt very connected deeply with the character. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well done. Well done, gentlemen. Jamo's quick fire. Yes. Okay. Quick fire. Now this is uh, a bunch of, uh, I don't know, Jeff, if you've uh, listened before, but there's a, a series of seven or so questions, um, quick fire questions. And I'm going to start with you and uh, it's called wax on wax off. A scene or a scene that has passed over into popular culture. Is there anything from the two towers that you see in just general popular culture memes or anything like that? Off, off, off cuff, I can't think of anything that particular. No. Okay, Whitey? My Precious, again. Oh, absolutely. I think My Precious is probably the biggest thing. It, yeah, and that's probably more from this one and not Return of the King or um, uh, from Fellowship. Oh, I think it's not or from both. Fellowship. It's it's really this it's one. Probably where this one. Yeah. You know, he really says my precious quite a bit. No, I th- I think Treebeard. I think oh, is, yeah. is 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 is, is it popular? I think Gollum's popular culture. Yeah. Good call. I, Matthew, I think about that Dan. That the my precious thing was was like right it, out there too. That's little praise. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, and I suppose, you know, like if you look at like Star Wars, use the Force and Jedis and all that sort of thing. So in this, you know, and I even think the, um, just the line meets back on the menu, boys. Um, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. That is a good line. They, that, yeah, there's, there's, if there are a few things that are, have, and you do, it's, it's hard to get confused, like from which movie it might have, might have come from. Yes. But um, yeah, okay. We'll move on to the, uh, the Philip Stuckey Award. This is in honour of Philip Stuckey from uh, Pretty Woman. Have you seen Pretty Woman, Jeff? Almost oh, definitely. Okay. So George Costanza, Philip Stuckey, he was a massive douchebag, a massive douche nozzle. So uh, I'll start with Whitey, though. Who do you think was the biggest dick or douchebag in this movie? A worm tongue. Yep. Well, that's 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 pretty reasonable. Worm tongues, really. I, and I I can't find anyone else. No, I can. What about you, Jeff? Oh, anyone? I mean, honestly, to tell you the truth, I'd have to say that um uh you know uh. The Arwen, um, for not having some kind of for not having some kind of special like you know <laughs> understanding with Aragorn, so he could smash Ewan, right? Like they're saying, like something should have been. Oh, you, out. You, what do you think? You should have had a hall pass. I mean, something should have been worked out or whatever. Well, you're gonna be taken off on a ship or whatever to the Never Ending, right? <laughs> right? And you're gonna be like fight the last battle of your life and shit, and like blow, blow it's not a bad. It's not a bad take. It's you not a bad take. To, you should be able to hit something real quick before you die. <laughs> yeah, like, but but maybe Aragorn knew that she'd be uh, somehow. It's not over. Uh, the jewel don't yeah. up, uh, I'm sorry, but that jewel <laughs> does not replace it. He's pussy before you die. 
<laughs> That's a very good point. Um, no, for me, the biggest douchebag was that freaking uh, orc that just really wanted oh, to get yeah. Mary and Pippin. Yeah, he was what a about dick. their legs? What about their... He yeah. just wouldn't let it go. No, he wouldn't. He And, you know, even though everyone was getting um, destroyed by the Riders of Rowans, he only had one. He's one, hungry, man. He, he just, I just want to get those bloody two hobbits. Hunger. It's, you know, the guys in the Andes. In the yeah. mountains, the same thing. Yeah. So I found him in the biggest douchebag. But, yeah, it's pretty yeah, hard no, to that's go past good. Grimmer, though. Um, though I loved him, though. He's, He's a great character. Yeah. He's a great character. Okay, so um, the Jennifer Jason Lee from Backdraft or the cast of Caddyshack, someone that you think they thought they were in a different movie. They didn't really get the vibe of the movie. Uh, Jeff, did you notice, did you think anyone was like, that kind of seems out of place or they all seemed pretty much, they, they knew they, they did their roles. Treebeard was pretty just fucked. Like from the beginning, she <laughs> beard his whole deal is just fuck. Yeah, like, that's a fair call. He really, he, 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 he ain't shaking me much, bro. <laughs> yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. I hate Treebeard. Yeah, yeah I, no, I think everyone's pretty good. Uh, yeah, but I think Treebeard is probably the, obviously the slowest part of the movie. Well, I think it takes us out. That whole thing, I think, takes us. There's so much shit going on around it. Yeah. And then it's just. Oh, little hobbits, I'm on my sixth cone for today. Yeah, that's that's in the uh, the Jeff um, cut. So. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> we'll, wait, we'll wait for your version to come out. Yeah. Okay, uh, uh, the Ripley running or the Kim Mills from Taken or it's now turned into the Olivia Newton-Jones, Olivia Newton-John Cartwheel from Greece. Why do you, any poor sporting prowess? Uh, well, any- Gimli falling off the horse. Oh, yeah, and true. anyone that needs to be tossed in a movie, toss me, toss me, toss me. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to go Gimli. Gimli for poor sporting prowess. Yeah. What isn't poor sporting prowess is um, Legolas skating down the oh, re- skiing down the yeah, path on that shield and doing his Hawk the Slayer. Yeah. <laughs> that is the opposite of poor sporting yeah, ability. No, and then he then he then he flicked the shield into the head. Oh, that stabbed was, him in the chest. Yeah. Man. Like a massive massive armor, unless it's to shields. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Jeff? Did you notice anything where you thought that looked yeah, a bit sort uh, of? Definitely. Uh, uh, Miranda Otto, Ewan, when she's crying, <laughs> right? Because Aragorn fell off that cliff. She's really just crying because she's so horny, right? Oh, like, right. She wants that. But, well, but you <laughs> really want these two to hook up, don't you? <laughs> she wants that longsword, that long spear. And she's like, damn. Right? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, gonna... Gonna, I'm about to give it up and, and I'll do it off the cliff. I'm going to ruin something here for you, Jeff. I'm going to ruin something here for you. In the extended version, they don't have sex. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Now, well, well, Jeff, this is this is um, this next category is called robot centuries, and it's from the movie Aliens, the extended version with the robot centuries that were mowing down those aliens when they were coming in. So it was just an additional scene that was added into the movie. Now, I'm going to guess for you, and let's say you're the director here. You can put in an additional scene into this movie. Would it have something to do with Eowyn and Aragorn? And me, yeah. yeah <laughs> oh, and you. Yeah, me and the two of them. Right. I, 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 honestly, Matthew knows how I feel about diversity, right? And there's yeah. nothing more diverse than having an elf chick and a regular biological chick in a threesome. That is real diversity, oh, baby. Oh, I said, like, oh, like, is that – Okay, I thought you meant you and Aragorn and I. Um, no, no. Me, so I'm you're talking. Or, or, I'm, I'm assuming Aragorn. You've got both the girls. You're taking both the yeah, girls in I'm your additional a- scene. Yeah, A and E, bitch. Well, that but would have been. E and A. What about additional scene? No. 
we've got the extended versions. Yeah, That's it, way enough. We do, but the only thing that I uh, always sort of um, felt like oh, I would have liked to have seen that happen was when they got to eat the uh, the rabbit stew, the coney stew, because they'd been starving for so long. They were. They got some taters. Yeah, cook them, mash them, stick them in a pot, whatever. Um, they never duck. got to eat them. And I was just they like, don't eat the whole movie. No one shits. Oh, they eat lemon's bread. Hardly anyone eats in this movie. No one shits. No one eats. It's yeah. you know, and they don't probably don't shit because they don't eat. Okay, well, this is uh, the next. The next category is why is Brad Pitt best looking? <laughs> Who would you you know like to uh, take down to Fanghorn Forest with um, Jeff? Um, I'm pretty sure you. Well, you've got you got your two. For twenty bucks, I'd probably suck uh, the the uh, ugly gorgeous or dude's dick. Uh, if I'm all desperate. Twenty so bucks. What you don't like? You're a cheap date, Jeff. You're a cheap date. Well, twenty bucks US is thirty dollars Australian. I'm in. There you go. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, so you go for one of the orcs. I thought you might have gone for Arwen or Arwen. What you would like the one that haunts your dreams or whatnot? That one. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's no, that's romantic. Well, uh, <laughs> it's, it's in this movie. It's Arwen. It's it's uh, well Arwen is Arwen in it is too. in it, but look I, th- yeah. I, I look I think that Arwen was last movie. I'm going to yeah. give Arwen a run. Well, this time. Arwen was in the first because she was Smurfette, the only female. Yes. Now there's two Smurfettes. There's two for Smurfettes. Yeah. Well, there's actually some other grubby oh, mums. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, well, maybe. Isn't it funny though that all the major characters are quite clean, and then everyone else looks like they've just crawled through a river of shit? Yeah. <laughs> they look like Andy Dufresne coming out of the pipe well, from Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. In, the one, in the one scene with Gimli, right, and Eowyn, when they're like, when, when he's joking, he's like. People think us dwarves are just born out of holes in the ground. Ha ha ha! Yeah, oh, yeah, when yeah, the yeah. women, the, the female dwarves, they look yeah. like men dwarves. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, that so was, uh, that was well, giving giving Aragorn the pass right there, bruh. Yeah. <laughs> okay, lookalikes. Were there any lookalikes in this show? Um, or the the the. The uh, orc that is the annoying orc with the legs looks a bit like Morgs. Oh, it definitely looks like yeah. Morgs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and you know, you know, and what? Treebeard looks a bit like Morgs. Treebeard looks a bit like tall, a, skinny, and he looks like shit a, hair and a marijuana marijuana plant, according yeah. to Jeff. But the um, you know what? I'm going to go for a lookalike from Rebel Moon, the Urukai from Rebel Moon. Oh no, he's dead set. The, <laughs> we we it mentioned the exact same it. thing. It's the, he's the, the yeah. uh, bounty hunter. Yeah. Yeah, it's the exact same. Yeah, the bounty Man, that movie, Rebel Moon, does not have an original fucking nah, bone in it its body. It's the exact makeup. Treebeard is a perfect uh, copy of uh, the father from Clone Wars and Star Wars. From? Okay, Clone yeah. Wars. Yep. Okay. Well, there you go. Well, that there, there you go. That's quick fire for today. Well done. Well done, gentlemen. Listen to this where we talk about if we've heard any rumours or behind-the-scenes stuff about the movie. Jeff, you got anything for this one? Uh, not really, no, um, other than, than um, you know, uh, the usual scuttlebutt, you know, uh, that I'm offered that blowjob deal, you know. Apparently it's worth $30. <laughs> I'm worth $20. It's worth $30 now. Yeah, that's so, big news. Know. That's big there news. There we go. Okay, there we go. Uh, Damo? Well, I, I do have um, for Brad Dourif because he's kind yeah. of a method actor and he yes. speaks in that British accent. Do you have this one? No, go for it. So he spoke the whole time in that in that British accent um, to the point where Bernard Hill actually thought he was, you know, oh, yeah, he's, he's one of us, he's one of him. And then at the end of the shooting, Brad Dourif went back to his um, American accent and Brad, and Bernard Hill was like, what a terrible Amer- American accent this bloke. <laughs> are, you, are you working on it for a, um, on a movie? Are you, is this your next movie? You're working on an accent. He's like, no. I am American, mate. This is actually my voice. 
So that, that um, <laughs> so that's well. There's no. They're all terrible American accents, if we're honest. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. Hilarious. And the, yeah, <laughs> the um. The other thing was, once again, and I, and I went on it about a lot in the first one with the Howard Shaw with the score. So because this is such a complex world, a complex fantasy world, you know, there's Lothlorien elves, there's Rivendell elves. Um, Howard Shaw said that the, the reason that he, he made a thematic score, so themes, so there's the theme for the Lothlorien elves, there's the themes for the Urukai, there's the theme of the ring, there's the theme for Gollum. The reason they did that was to um, create clarity in the story. Because the story was so complex and because the different peoples were so complex, they actually did themes for the score to try and actually help people oh, recognise, well, that sound, I know that sound, that's a Lothlorien elf sound. Oh, I know that sound, that means it's the orcs out of Mordor. Oh, I know that sound, that's the men from Gondor, is different to the men from Rohan. Yep. And, and that's why they, they, he did this real thematic score and with, with all the motifs. Um, so it was just that's a little bit of I just saw an interview with Howard Shaw and the reason why he went down that path. Yeah, nice. Okay. What about you? Uh, well, the Helm's Deep took months to film, months to film, and because it took so long, Peter Jackson got T-shirts made for all the extras to commemorate it. <laughs> <laughs> like it was like being on its own film itself. Wow, Helm's Deep. Yeah, uh, well, but the scale of that was huge, and oh, for sure. Yeah, that was just – when you look back to old movies, you know, when there's someone in the, the castle, you know, they've got, to, they've got to go and attack the castle. This was like a throwback to all those sort of movies. Oh, for but sure. Yeah, absolutely. on such a much bigger yeah, scale. Definitely. They couldn't find enough six-foot men to play the Yurikai. So men from five-foot tall were cast. Gee. And they were affectionately known as Yurikalos. <laughs> <laughs> so they must have um, had some real big makeup thing with giant heads. Yeah. Yeah. Uruk Lowe's. Uruk Lowe's. <laughs> Helm Deep was edited from 20 hours of footage. Oh, my God. Shot for four months and the rain machine was going for four months. Well, it was in New Zealand. There was, there was plenty of water and yeah. plenty of rain. No. Gee. So Circus was pitched the role of Gollum by his agent uh, when, he, when he came in and uh, it was going to be just pure voiceover work. But when uh, Peter Jackson saw his audition, went, nah, we want you to do the performance. The actual, the actual camera motion or yeah, whatever it's the called, motion capture. Motion capture for it. So yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah. And he's just gone on to be like a oh, – he is so fucking good. It's been a step. And he's, he is the uh, performance capture master. Mm. You know, like King Kong, uh, Planet of the Apes. Yep. And I think where an animal needs to look human, yeah. Andy Circus is the guy. And well, then he's evolved. Peter Jackson really kind of, I mean, he established something with that, didn't he, kind of in a way? Yes, he did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it, that that Weta workshop that he created for specifically, to get the technology for this movie, um, yeah, he created so much. And like you said earlier on, the CGI in this movie was freaking amazing for a 22-year-old yeah. movie. yeah. So when Grima Wormtongue sees the army of 10,000 and sheds one tear out of his eye, yeah, that wasn't in the script. It's actually just something that Brad Dourif can do. Just shed a, 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 yeah, one, can a sing, one-eyed tear? He can tier? do a one-eyed tear. A one-eyed tear? That's quite a good thing to have in your resume. I always that cry is... during sex, personally. That's right. <laughs> do you cry out of your one eye, though? No. We'll, <laughs> we'll try. This is what you're going to do. So the next time, so what will that be, 2026? 20, 
you try and cry out of that one eye. So there you go. And, and the and the and the Lambus bread was actually just shortbread cookies made by the uh, art department. Well, they didn't look that nice. They didn't look that good. No. But if it's shortbread, it wouldn't have been bad. Yeah, yeah I suppose. Yeah. Wouldn't have been bad. Yeah. Uh, okay. Do do we find a one degree of Kurt Russell? I have. Go for it. Howard Shaw oh, scored Silkwood. There you go. Silkwood. What a good movie. Yeah. Sure. Meryl, Meryl Streep about yeah. the uh, the. Uh, nuclear power plant. Yeah. Very, very good. Gave me nightmares I cannot, as I a young man. I remember it, but yeah. I remember the shower scene where they're getting washed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they got made, gave, I think it came yeah. out in like 81. Yes, yes. Yeah, and it was yeah. one of those ones that gave me fucking nightmares as a kid. Yeah. Did you have any other? No. 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 There was no one in the cast. Uh, Kurt Russell doesn't bow to that level. He's, no. he's on a higher level than all of us. <laughs> Film school for F-wits. Today we're going to talk a little bit about the importance of good location scouting and the difference it can make to the movie. So obviously this is shot in New Zealand with some incredible backdrops and vistas and, and sets that are just made out of the, the land. Now, and obviously it's, it's adding authenticity and atmosphere. This is going to be a bit of a morgues film school here. Yeah, we're going to talk about condensation. There's no condensation. There's no, no con- And it won't be a separate uh, uh, episode. But obviously it adds the authenticity and the atmosphere. Everything looks real. Oh, it, and wider and larger yes, and bigger. The scale and the scope. Right, the, and you know, obviously, the real world locations add to those the the unique textures of of the land and of Middle Earth. Like New Zealand, just essentially became Middle Earth. It, 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 but the um, because Middle Earth, it wasn't all the same. It, there was the yeah, the hilly Hobbiton yeah. area, the 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 Rivendell you know, area, the Fanghorn Forest area, the Rohan area. Yeah, like just the snow capped areas. It was all in New Zealand. Yeah, and it just had everything. And and obviously, then we've become an. Uh, probably not so much in 2002, but definitely nowadays that we've become so attuned to CGI overload and bad CGI and what that looks like. But to go back and, and watch a movie, and sure, there's CGI in this movie, there's no doubt, heaps of it. But it's just the wide shots, the establishing shots, where it's the low, where it's all, it's fucking incredible. It's not in some sound studio. No, it's not in, it's not in a sound studio. Yeah, no. And I guess then you buy into it because you know it's real. Yeah. Uh, and 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 and, we'll, and I want to talk a bit. We'll talk it at the end, but we're to, I want to talk about maybe a couple of movies where the locations are characters as well, right? Where it's like shit, like this this place, this locations become a character. And Middle Earth is a character. There's no doubt. Yep. So obviously, then we talk about that that the that Middle Earth is a character. So the the locations they build, they're an extra part. You know, it's it's like well, it, you can't have one without the other, and you can't you can't build this in a soundstage can't build the mountains you can't build no. these are real sets built on real locations big overhead shots yeah the, 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 like at the beginning with with the three of them chasing the urukai with the yeah. overhead yeah. Um, just the, the just through the natural you know, landscape the scenery yeah. yeah and and like this is uh like you've got to give props to the location scouts and the people that have found these because you're not obviously going well we're just going to film in uh you know we're going to film in Benora today yeah. And we're going to get all the shots there. Like they're they're going all over New Zealand to find yep. 
these locations to shoot. Yep, tailor made for the for that scene. Yeah, and obviously the because you can film in nature brings the cost down considerably, right? Now, sure that, and I'm not sure what it costs to actually rent New Zealand <laughs> for three years to film on location, yeah. but it's a hell of a lot cheaper than what it would be to to build this world on a soundstage oh, to go to Pinewood Studios or something and yeah. and build build this stuff. And it, again, so obviously then. They had a like they built Hobbiton, and it's now you can go visit it, right? Oh, okay, I'll just add. I I we are going to New Zealand next year. Okay, on a on a cruise, and it gets, it stops at Taronga or Taranga or somewhere like that, which is a forty five minute drive to Hobbiton. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna yeah, go. Good. That's Get some photos. Yeah, I'm gonna go and check it out. You won't have to duck to go through the wheel to through the doors. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, obviously, then by. You got a, you got a, uh, an endless supply of people for their extras as well. <laughs> yeah, you've got the local community, and I think it works so perfectly here because they they built. I guess they built a city for the for the cast and the crew, where they just lived for three years, yeah. and so they build this community, which you know people aren't coming and going. So I think it adds to it adds to the characters. It adds to the to the quality because people are in it. They're they're in the, they're in the like they're living together they're they're, they're a team they're actually they're yeah all, they're all in it together yeah so I was just thinking that like a couple movies where the location is a character or a few movies where location is the character one that really springs to mind for me is Taxi Driver oh. with New York like the the seedy made in seventy six where New York was a shithole it was a cesspool of crime and filth and it obviously got cleaned up. it's been cleaned up a lot now. But it's just the the wet streets, the the seedy alleys, the diners, the the yeah, the garbage. Like it's a real character to the movie. Yeah, Jeff, what do you reckon? Yeah, I mean, I can't think of anything. Me personally, off the top of my head, that competes or is in the same level as this New Zealand choice and whatnot, and everything. And what as far as what you already you know laid out, um. The planning itself was just extraordinary. Uh, the dealing with a project of this scale, um, the fact that they would have built a city like that—that's really interesting. I mean, it's really, really interesting. It makes sense. Um, I, I think that you're taking people, you're putting them, you know, away from their families and things like that and whatnot, right? So you have to create almost an environment where like children can come in, and spouses and things like that can come and stay and whatnot, right? So. Um, I think uh, something a movie like this deserves to have you know uh, it's it's interesting to, to mention other sequels and trilogies and things like that, but I like to s- stay right with the film. Um, and you know, in terms of what you know what you just described, I think that again, um, I can't imagine what it must have been like to participate, and I would have liked to have maybe I, what I was hoping is in the extended versions, maybe they have more of the behind the scenes type stuff that like HBO does, for instance, right. With their series where you get kind of like that director's deal off the episode sometimes with like, when we reviewed the last of us, right. Or, yeah. um, you know, the house of the dragon, they give you that director's deal at the end of the episode where they give you those five minutes or whatever. And they yeah. talk about the episode, how they shot certain scenes. They, you, they'll roll into a couple of the actors, and actresses in there too. You know, like I love that part. Cyber has, hates it. But I love it. <laughs> he can't stand it. He doesn't see the point in doing it. He thinks it's ridiculous. 
He doesn't want to do Last of Us season two. We're not doing it. No, I'm just really? I'm doing it. Fuck. I'm going to do it on Sundays. Didn't he like Last of Us? He didn't like it. Shit. I thought he it didn't like crap, House of the Dragon either. I'm gonna do. I'm. I'm gonna bring back my Sunday show just to do House of the Dragon and Last of Us. <laughs> wow. But you know, but speaking of like you know, um, I remember speaking. I think maybe to Jeno or might have been to Goobs, and it's and they they saw a movie. They said, "Yeah, but the scenery was so good." And you, if 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 you're talking about the scenery, you know, like you know what, and it was the Horse Whisperer. <laughs> but but you know, if somebody thinks the scenery is a big component of the movie, well then obviously it is like an additional character. The Horse Whisperer is a deep movie. Have, have, have I? I think I've told my story on the podcast before about Tom Burlington coming into the video shop. So oh. there's a movie, there's an Australian movie, Jeff, called The Man from Snowy River, oh, which is cute. based on a poem from Banjo Patterson, uh, an Australian poet from the 1800s. And uh, they, they made a movie in the very early 80s called The Man from Snowy River based on this poem. And it's a, it's a brilliant film. It really is a great Australian film about uh, colonial times and people living uh, in the snowy mountains of Australia and they're sort of cattle rustlers and, and stuff. And so uh, sounds shit house from America, but uh, it's actually it's a really, really good film. But this when I had the video shop, Tom Burlinson lived in Avalon and he came in and I had a, uh, a section in the video shop which was like staff picks and I had Matt's picks and uh, – <laughs> The Man from Snowy River was one of my picks. Now, oh, lucky. The, the history for me with The Man from Snowy River, it's one of the few movies I can remember going to see with my dad and I absolutely loved it. And so he's come in and I had a little tag where it would have the, the, the staff member's name and then they would write like a sentence or something about the movie. And I wrote, uh, you know, Matt's pick. And I go, Man from Snowy River, I go, incredible Australian film uh, with beautiful scenery and music. Right, and yeah. that's what I wrote. Yeah, and he came up to the counter with a copy of the Man from Snow River. He had taken the tag <laughs> off the off the shelf, put the tag on the movie, and handed it to me and said, "Are they the only two good things about this movie?" <laughs> <laughs> and I said, "No, no, no." I, I said, right. "I said Kurt Douglas was <laughs> yeah, amazing." Yeah, <laughs> And he looked at me and he goes, you're a dickhead. And I said, mate, I, I've only got 10 words to put on there yeah. and I can't go, Tom Burlinson lives in Avalon, so he's made <laughs> me put his name on there. But, but look, and again, it's another one where the, the scenery is, yeah. is a character, like yeah. the, the location's a character. I think that, uh, you know, same as Lost in Translation for Morgues, where Tokyo, Japan, is a character. And I think that there's a, you know, the Blade Runner, the world is a character, yeah. right? It's, it's, uh, it's defined, it defines us, it defines what we think of the movie uh, through, the, through the location. Anyway, I think that's it for film school. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There we go. Nice. Nice one. Yeah. Morgs. Okay. <laughs> star of the show. Uh, we're going to stick with our guest. Uh, mate, who's, who's the star of the show for The Two Towers? Oh, you already know it. I, I already called it, didn't I? I mean, well, <laughs> no, I, I, I guess. Well, no, I'm going to stick with my original pick. Uh, I'm not going to. I was going to try to do like a, 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 a team up, you know, like a split the award deal. But no, it's Eowyn. Miranda Otto. Is, yep, Miranda Otto. She, she's she's my, my Hawkeye. Yeah, fair enough. Now, nah, good one. I like it. She's great. Damo? I, I, in the first one, I, I did gave it to 
Peter Jackson. Yes. But I, and I said there was contenders. There was Howard Shaw with the score. And I said New Zealand itself could have been a contender. But I'm going to go a little bit more fine-tuned, just like Jeff has. I'm going for Brad Dourif. Yeah, I'm with you. Okay. I'm with you. Wormtongue gets yep. it for me. Yep. I think I think that – and look, I think that when we get – when we do – the, th- the last movie, and we'll probably end up doing a trilogy recap where we do all we talk about all of them and talk about and maybe give awards for everything uh, because I think that'd be pretty cool. But I think that you could give it to Peter Jackson for every time, oh, right? Easy, and you could give it give it to Howard Shaw. You, you could give it to Howard Shaw. You could give it to every time. Yeah. But it's like doing a season recap show for sure. But yeah. I, I think that if you talk about who is a standout, oh. who's the guy that you think about the most in this movie? For me, yeah. It's it's Wormtongue. It's yeah. it's Brad Dourif. He's yeah. so good in this movie. Yep. And I think that he is for me the star of the show. His lines. Oh, I don't even know what the walls of your bow are closing in, and these, yeah. I don't even know what he's saying. But no. geez, it sounds sounds good. good. Yeah. Real good. Real yeah. good. Doesn't look great, but it sounds oh, good. Oh man, it's just it. I just I honestly just am captivated every time it was either Saruman or Wormtongue yeah. talking in this movie. Yeah, definitely. See, I thought oh. Aragorn was actually really great in this movie too. It's just that he, oh, of like, course, yes, everyone shadows in on Return of the King with him. For sure, yeah. yeah. And yeah, look, I think yeah. that he's another one that, like, he is. I think he's at a level through, through the three movies, and I think that he is just crushing it the whole way through. He, he is phenomenal. But yeah. I think, and so you just expect that he's going to do that. Yeah. So I think if I think about, well, who's the guy that I think about the most? I think it's Wormtongue. Yeah. I think he. And and look, Aowen is uh, gorgeous, and she's great as well. But but yeah, all right. Uh, look, the two towers. It was always going to be an extremely tough job to try and one up what happened in Fellowship, and obviously you can't steer too far away from the source material because you've got millions of loyal fans that are going to rip you apart. I think what Peter Jackson was able to do was to go okay. We saw what we did with Fellowship and we're just up the ante a little bit. We've added a couple extra things where we thought we needed to. Yeah, yep. And that, a lot of good additions. Yeah, there. not like the Hobbit we're making um, oh, was the ridiculous. female elf yeah, yeah, and stuff. Just yeah. So I think that wasn't great. Yeah. But in here, I think the changes that he yeah, made to good. the source material are great. Yep. Uh, I think that it, it, it's always the, – the middle chapter is always difficult because there's never a distinct end. Well, but I can tell you, this was one hell of a cliffhanger to leave on too. Definitely. Like Gollum going, she will do it. And she, yes. Then she'll, it was like that was a hell of a cliffhanger yeah. just to finish. Yeah. So once again, I knew about it, but I'm thinking, what are people thinking? Who's she? What, what, yeah. Where are they going? Where's he taking them? Yeah. Like an awesome cliffhanger. He's taking them on. to the spider lady from Rebel Moon. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Commonly known oh, as Shelob. God, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, he's smarter than we give him uh, credit for, old Gollum. He had a plan. He knew. Yeah. He had. He had four plans. Yep. Uh, all right. Now we're going to move in to the rank bank, where we're going to give uh, the two towers our ratings out of five, and we've got a few things here to uh, to judge it by. We've got uh, uh, tasty hobbit legs, <laughs> uh, worm tongues, horny princesses, useless hordes. Tossable dwarves. Oh, geez. Uh, what are we thinking? Which one do we like? I don't, maybe the first one. I don't know. Tasty hobbit legs? Yeah. What about, I'm their, legs? With, what about their legs? What do you think, Jeff? You happy with tasty hobbit legs? I like tossable dwarves. 
Okay. No, we'll go Tossable Dwarves. Okay. For our guests, we'll go Tossable Dwarves. Okay. So we're going to start with you, uh, Jeff, over there in Florida. Uh, how, how many Tossable Dwarves are you going to give the uh, two towers? I'd say 4.50 tossable. Wow. Yeah, without question. I, I don't want to give it. I, I, I'm going to save my five for my ne- for another appearance on board to watch. Okay. Okay. We can do that. Damo? Yeah, look, I've got a, a few fives. Like, it's not, there's not just one movie that's a five, but I've got a, a few that I would say. And maybe there's about, I don't know, eight or nine movies that I know that are fives. This is one of them. Five. Yep, this is a five for me. I just, I just the whole thing, the scale. I don't think you'll ever be repeated again, like like what Peter Jackson's done. And I don't know if there's a score ever been a score as a, th- a thematic score as complex and as brilliant as the one that Howard Shaw produced for this movie or for, no, for just all, in general. All for three, yeah, for all three, yeah. But that's so anything, anything like I'll give it away now. Return of the King, we'll get a five. You know, so I just yeah. I just, I, I just I love agree on the them. scale. That's a great point. I think the scale of it. You're right. I 100. percent Yeah, there's no way they could they could even anyone would commit to doing something that like this anymore. Or and and the logistics of doing it. Wow, and uh, especially to do it in New Zealand costs too much money. Well, you know, in terms of like, and I do a lot with um, international freight, and uh, New Zealand is the last port of call for international freight for shipping. Right, it's very difficult to get stuff there, or to even get ships leaving out of there. It's very difficult. So I'd imagine doing something on this sort of scale. Oh my gosh, again, and especially out of NZ would be so difficult. And that's why I think he, he created everything over there and built it all himself. Yeah, exactly right. Okay, well, God, it's a high watermark here. So we've got four point five from uh, our Floridian friend, five from Damo. Yep. I'm giving the two towers 4.25 tossable dwarves. Now, my reasoning for that is that this isn't my favourite movie in the trilogy. I think I think Fellowship's probably my favourite. I think I've seen Return of the King the most out of all of them. This is probably sits third for me out of the trilogy. Okay. Now, and that's that's a that's still a, it's a high bar. It's getting yeah. eight and a half out of ten. Yeah. Uh, and I think, and, and my rating for Fellowship was four point five. Okay. Uh, so my rating for the Two Towers is four point two five. Yep. Now that brings it into eleventh spot on the rank bank with a rating of four point five eight tossable dwarves. Nice. Now. Just above it, we've got uh, three billboards oh with four point six seven magnificent is, magnificent cocks. That's an absolute travesty. Uh, Warrior four point oh six seven legit drunk scenes. Oh my god! None of them. I none of them. I judged on Raiders of the Lost Ark. I'd agree with that. Four point six seven very yeah, dangerous yeah. apps. Casps. Com- comfortable with that there. Lethal weapon four point six seven eighties flowing mullets. Yeah. Now it is just above. Back to the Future at 4.5 flux capacitors. Oh, wow. We go Back to the Future High School. Yeah. Shawshank, 4.5 rock hammers. Oh, that's a good movie. The Thing, 4.5 flamethrowers. The Thing's a better Your movie than this. favourite. Yeah. And Silence of the Lambs, 4.5 fava beans. Well, you've got, you've got three billboards and Warrior above this. Yeah, yeah. And I've actually ranked them both above this. Oh, my God. Yeah. 
Okay. And look, it's 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 tight. We're talking. We're talking like. Yeah. It's tight. Toit. Toit. It's toit. Okay, so Jeff, if you loved Lord of the Rings, the Two Towers, what other suggestions would you have for our listening public? Oh, well, I mean, I can tell you what we're reviewing next. We've got John Wick coming up uh, after The Rock. We got <laughs> yes. The Rock, then John Wick, because uh, we're going back to movie reviews. We just finished What If Season 2, so yep. we're in full movie review mode. Yep. And then we've got um, the 74 uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Well, mate, I, I'm, a, I'm excited about a few movies in your list. One that really pricked my ears up was Deja Vu. Oh, oh that is that that? Denzel, yeah, yeah, Tony Scott, Denzel. It, go, it goes a bit funny, mate. I it mean, is super underrated. It's um, that's there was the bomb on the ferry. Yep, bomb on the ferry. And then it goes in a bit of time. Travel. Yeah, it's like time yeah. travel. Yeah, it's deja vu. He goes back in time. It's it's fucking amazing. It, it's a real surprise movie. It was, it? mate. I it, I love it. I think yeah. it's so good. It, it, you, I did not expect it to go down that path. No, it's very good. Yeah, yeah. Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind was fun to review. Uh, it really was. Um, that was a hell of a film, man. Not seen in a very, very long time. A ve- no, like a I very probably it. since I it think came it might out. be the best Jim Carrey non-committed performance I've ever seen. Oh, right. Okay. We did the Truman Show before that, right? Yeah. We were kind of grouping them together. Um yep. and uh I don't maybe maybe it's the Kate it's the, the Kate uh Blanchett, you know, deal or whatever, whatnot. I'm not sure. Winslet. Winslet, I'm sorry. There's, I get yep. I get confused between the, the trio of them. Um, yeah, no, Kate Blanchett's Australian. We won't claim uh, Winslet. Kate Blanchett I, is from What If? She, 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 because she voiced yeah. Hella. Right? Yes, she did. Yeah. What a resource, right? Uh, I mean, she was in Lord of the Rings. Oh, the Galadriel, Galadriel, honestly, was one of the best portrayed, powerful women, I think, in, in cinema history. The only and narration they had in the entire film was her. She, uh, she, the opening narration was brilliant, but then when we saw her, we were just so intimidated by this. And she did nothing like in terms of kicking butt mm. like a girl boss. Yeah. But you just knew that this was one hell of a mighty woman. Yeah. She was phenomenal in, in number one. Absolutely. Uh, uh, Damo, any suggestions? Oh, well, I think last time I said Hawk the Slayer, but I'm going to say, like, <laughs> if, you, if you're just like a good old fashioned sword fighting, whatever, go and see Braveheart. Yeah. How you good's know? Braveheart? Braveheart's an awesome movie. I'm surprised we haven't covered Braveheart yet. You yeah. Wallace, you believe with me. Yep. Yep. Yep, William yeah. Wallace. Yeah, uh, no, Brave Braveheart is an awesome movie. Yeah, Braveheart is good. What about Highlander? Oh, that would be yeah. That's a good one. What about Highlander? Yeah, Christopher Somersault Lambert. They're remaking Highlander. <laughs> Somersault Lambert, your favorite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, he loved to do a Somersault. He loved a Somersault in the middle of a fight. I think yeah. hangs out with Highlander sometimes. Oh really? Yeah, I mean it makes yeah. sense. Oh, he traverses the timeline, the time burst, whatever. <laughs> well, he's just alive all the time. You're a lunatic. Absolute lunatic. All right. Well, look, we're at the end. Uh, but before we go, Jeff, why don't you give us a little bit of a uh, spiel on what you're going to do? Plug your plug your show and um, how we can see it and listen to it and watch it. The MCU's leading edge. It's, 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 it, it pronounces exactly, you know, uh, or, or, you know, spells that as I pronounce it. The MCU's leading edge. Um, I have the t shirt. I probably should have worn it. Uh, but um, either way, uh, we're on every platform there is, basically. I mean, you can't find a platform that we're not on, that we don't have content on. And we cover everything. We cover all the fandom stuff. Just like I said, Matthew's been on and covered a lot of us with us. Star Wars, Marvel, all that whole deal, not everything, right? And then we do movie reviews as well. Um, some stuff that is uh, selections you guys have done that we'd, li- we'd like to do. 
right? That's on your, that's on, I've, I've caught off your show. Um, but you know, right now we're doing echo. Uh, we just finished what if, um, and of course we're MCU centric. So, I mean, everything that Marvel covers, we cover. That's, that's always a guarantee with us, right? Pretty much that star Wars, you know, anything like besides that point, but make sure Matthew, when I do last, the last of us season two, Hey, you, Dano, anybody, you know, from the team wants to come over, just let us know. Absolutely. Sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah. I'd like to do last of us season two. I really enjoyed the first one. I went back and finished the, uh, the game again, went back and played the last of us on the PlayStation. Oh, do you yeah. still play PlayStation? Games? Not very often. Oh, okay. Over Christmas, when it was a bit wet and a bit uh, bit hot, I just was like, oh, just sort of still. I can only play about 20 minutes at a time. Yeah. And I get jack of it. No, I still, I still play computer games, yeah. or like on the PC. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you, you, you like the... StarCraft. Yeah, you StarCraft are such can, a fucking I'm the same way. I can only play for like 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. I've got to save my game and do something else. Absolutely, yeah, I'm, the, I'm like that. I'm like that. All right, next week we've got uh, something special coming up. Uh, Dan and... Uh, and, and Gao are going to be back. Whether Damo is going to take a week off because he's been on a bit, he yeah, not sure. I think I'm due for a week off. You are due for a week off, but, but we'll whether see. you decide, yeah. we'll see. Yeah. But uh, we're going to go to well, – I'll tell you where we're going. We're going to Miami, Florida. Oh, wow. Um, uh, Don Johnson, Miami Vice? No, Scarface. Oh, right. Yes. Oh, hello to my little friend. Yes. So Al Pacino's probably his most oh. iconic role. It could. Oh, it's right but, up there with Michael Corleone, I reckon. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. In terms of, uh, it's such. I think it's such a role that is, uh, so well known by certain generations. Mm. You see, it's so pop culture, Scarface. Yeah. It is. It's one of those things where everyone had a poster, Scarface poster, at some stage. I went. Through, I remember. I, I had. A, I had Bruce Lee. I went through my Bruce Lee phase. I had Bruce Lee posters all over my bedroom, and then I had a Scarface poster. Wow. There you go. Yeah. Okay, well, it will be meaning a lot for you then, I'm sure. This I enjoy it. I, I'm, I'm, but I've got a lot of questions. I'm not sure it's a great movie. Okay, yeah. Brian De Palma, Al Pacino, Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer in her prime. Like, yeah, prime. Ooh, definitely. Absolutely, absolutely. Jeff, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on for the first time and taking your Born to Watch virginity in front of everyone. I feel good about it, sir. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's the first time I've ever heard that after a first time. Yep. Uh, Damo, mate, well done. Yep, thanks. Uh, whether you're back next week or having a week off, yep. to be, de- to be, to be determined. I'll, I'll, yeah, we'll check it out. We will. Mate, thank you so much. People, right. please listen and share to your friends, share to your enemies, share to everyone. Thank you, Jeff, coming all the way from Florida. It's been an absolute pleasure. And yeah. we shall see you on the line. Bye for now. Cheers. Thank you for listening to this episode of Born to Watch. To join us on our journey into some of our favourite movies of all time, you can find us on all good podcast networks like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you like what you hear, give us a five-star review and share with your friends.